Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Mansion. That's fertilizer. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Tuesday. Dan on the Dan Epps, Dan Patrick Show. Here from the Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts. Some of his star players certainly have had opinions, strong opinions on the Astros. We'll talk to Dave Roberts on what is his opinion and how do you move on? Keep your team focused on the upcoming season instead of what happened the last three seasons. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. I gave you a report. Well, it's not a report, but it's uh, from NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran, who covers the Patriots. And uh, he had some information on Tom Brady and the Patriots. He said that uh, Brady will probably stay in one place and teams will come to him. So the Tom Brady free agent tour 2020 coast-to-coast with the GOAT is not going to happen that he may try to set up meetings in one location instead of creating a circus. That's what I'm hearing. That's according to Tom Curran. Well, we heard from Mike Ryan, sports medicine analyst at NBC Sports and Sunday Night Football. He sent Fritzy an email. Tom Curran's proposal that NFL teams may come to Brady. Well, it's not really his proposal. Tom's just hearing this. NFL teams may come to him for workouts. A crucially important part of free agency is the physical exam. Teams aren't likely to travel with their doctors and athletic trainers for Tom's complete medical exam and MRIs. Well, maybe TV 12 will be able to give you all that information with uh, MRIs and medical exam, all that information there. But uh, that's the latest on Tom Brady. Uh, Get used to daily updates on Tom Brady over the next month or so with free agency. Right now, the Patriots still the overwhelming favorites, according to Vegas, to retain Tom Brady. But uh, the Chargers and Raiders are in there about the same odds to get Tom Brady. We heard from Denny Hamlin in the first hour. Fritzy did a great job uh, getting Denny on. Denny won the Daytona 500. And of course, Ryan Newman uh, was seriously injured. Uh, it's non-life-threatening injuries, but still serious, stable condition. We have no updates since the first hour of the show. But here's Denny Hamlin looking back on that crash and that final lap. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything um, until I got in victory lane. Um, not until, uh, you know, I, that when they called off the interview at the start-finish line, um, they, uh, I, I knew that something was up at that point. Um, so I drove in to Victor Lane, and they said, you know, uh, you know, there was a serious uh, injury with Ryan. I hadn't seen it yet, so I, I saw the camera person there, and they had the monitor, uh, and they were replaying it. And, and I watched it back then. I was like, wow, this is definitely serious. Yeah, and he said, look, we had no idea, and they're they're a little over a mile away from where that accident took place. Just to give you the perspective, the layout of Daytona. And they didn't know, and as soon as they did, 
Joe Gibbs, his owner, and Denny Hamlin, they both shut down the celebration there. They had no idea the severity of this. And once they did, then they stopped. Because a lot of people on social media are saying, how dare them celebrate with Ryan Newman still in his car? We saw everything on TV. Denny Hamlin doesn't see that. And his spotter, once Denny Hamlin wins, has taken off his headset to then go celebrate with him. He knows that something happened to Ryan Newman. But he didn't see the second half of the crash in his rearview mirror because he's trying to complete the win. And, look, Denny is a friend of the show. I'm I'm, I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just trying to give you that perspective of what he would have seen in real time getting to victory lane, how far he was away from that accident, and then he realized, we're watching on TV, and the cameras are right there fixed on Ryan Newman's car. And you see it's flipped over, and you see gas leaking out. You see it's on fire. And then they brought out the tarps, and whenever they bring out the black tarps, I always, I always think the worst because I still go back to you know, Dale Earnhardt. It was 19 years ago today that he, he uh, died. But we don't have any update on Ryan Newman right now. Yeah, Paul. Roush Fenway Racing did the release last night that said he's in serious condition but stable and not life-threatening. They've get, issued no uh, updates in the last 11 hours. All right. We also started the show not only talking about that, but uh, Joe Burrow has done it again, sending another clear message with the same quote. Basically, I do have leverage, the former LSU quarterback said. He was uh, accepting the Davey O'Brien Award in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, he said, the Bengals have their process and I have my process. We haven't even gotten to the NFL Combine yet. There are a lot of things that happen leading up to the draft. A lot of information is gathered. What's that information going to do for him unless he uses that leverage? It's the reason why this story stays open. You know, I, I know I got, you know, ripped in Cincinnati by, you know, the Bengals, uh, fans, media. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. I, 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 I don't want this to happen. I hope he goes there. I hope the Bengals can turn this around. I hope they get a franchise quarterback. Not rooting for him to go to the Dolphins or some other team here. Just telling you what I'm hearing, folks. That's it. And when he said it at the Super Bowl, I didn't want to blow it out of proportion. It just came off as, hey, you know, it's a process here. But there's no process on his part. Because if he goes to Cincinnati's on the clock, and if he's the number one pick, then Cincinnati takes him. He can't go, you know, I did some more research here. Part of my process, he doesn't get any more money. He knows exactly what he's going to make, at least ballpark figure what he's going to make. But he's yet to say, I want to go to the Bengals. I expect to go to the Bengals. I hope to go to the Bengals. Now, maybe not everybody does that leading up to the draft, but with all this talk, Joe Burrow's family and representatives can't say, hey, you're blowing this out of proportion. No. You guys are leaving the door open there for us to – Add interpretation to this. Trying to understand exactly what do you mean by you have leverage. You have leverage if you don't want to go to Cincinnati. That's your leverage. That's why we're reading as much into this as we are. You have leverage. Yeah, you do. If you don't want to go there. But that's the only leverage you have. Cincinnati wants you, they take you. And then what? You're going to sit out a year? Go back in the draft? We'll talk to Mel Kuyper, draft expert. He'll join us on the program tomorrow. We'll talk to Mel about Joe Burrow and the leverage here. 
Also, I don't believe for a second that the Miami Dolphins are now going, you know, on second thought, Justin Herbert is who we're interested in. He reminds us of Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. Okay. Didn't you trade Ryan Tannehill? Like, I don't believe whatever any team is saying now. I'm not. Why would you tell me the truth here? Why would the Dolphins go? You know what? Let's leak this out. We're not interested in Tua. Not as not as interested because those injuries. Justin Herbert. Who? So now what? Somebody's going to go up and trade. The Dolphins are in a precarious position. They're five. There's no guarantee they get either one of these quarterbacks when you think about it. Yeah, Steve. But wouldn't the Dolphins have also been the ones leaking that they were interested in Tua? Or is that just a media thing? We well, just that assume is, that they want Tua. I think that it was a great phrase, tanking for Tua, because we assumed that Tua was going to be the number one quarterback. I don't know if the Dolphins were ever saying, this is the guy who can't miss. I don't know that. It was just a great slogan, tanking for Tua. Yeah, let's go for this. No. Yes, Paul. If, uh, it could have been a blow for Joe if Joe Burrow were really good at the start of the season. That is true. I don't, I don't know if that would have been what? one they would have picked. When you stink. Let's <laughs> blow for Joe. Okay. Is that okay? <laughs> Thank Joe, you, Todd. <laughs> Joe Blow. Thank you, Todd. We'll get a couple of phone calls. Um, Mike Tomlin was on first take yesterday. This is what I was told by somebody who uh, is part of the process here. I can't give away too many details, but they said um, yesterday their goal is to get both of these guys to sit with the commissioner, Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. If you really want, if I'm Miles, if I'm Mason Rudolph, I'm I'm livid. I'm not threatening a lawsuit. I'm suing you. Just say, put, hook us up to a lie detector. Whatever it is, I want my name cleared because when you go into that locker room, you want to make sure those players believe you. Mike Tomlin came out. Now, he was upset at Outside the Lines in their reporting of this, apparently, and the fact that they had Miles Garrett on. But, I mean, so can I get them both in the room with the commissioner? That's what I was told. That that's, that's the only way this is going to get settled. Because it's just going to hang out. That's why I said for weeks, I go, has anybody heard anything about Miles Garrett and these accusations? And the answer was, no, and then he got reinstated, and I go, do we know anything else about this? But if I'm Mason Rudolph, I'm suing Miles Garrett. If I didn't do anything, I didn't say anything, I'm suing him. And if I'm Miles Garrett and I'm all in, now, I, my, biggest, my biggest question with Miles Garrett is this. Because here it is, Miles Garrett after the game. He did say to a teammate, uh, might have been to his former GM, that something was said. When he was in front of the media, he was contrite and apologetic. Now, if that just happened, and it, it, and it affected me that much, I'm not apologetic. Now, I might come to my senses afterwards and say, hey, I still shouldn't have lost my cool here. Whatever you want to say after the fact where you go, I got some time to think about this. If that happened, he goes to his locker. And you notice none of his teammates, nobody backed him up. Nobody had his back. You know, maybe one or two did. Like they were all saying, oh, you know, it never should have happened. And, you know, Baker Mayfield, what he said. If Miles Garrett was on the receiving end of a racial slur like that, 
I would have been livid. If I'm livid enough to grab your helmet and hit you over the head, I then don't go to my locker and go, you know, I'm really sorry. You know, embarrass the franchise. You know, all the, he was very, very apologetic. And I understand what happened in the moment. You can even say, I, I lost my cool and that's on me and I'm going to pay a, a pretty heavy fine on this. But I can't stand here and say, hey, you know what? This didn't happen and it doesn't affect me that way. It did. I lost my cool. Okay. Yeah, Steve. Like you said, Mike Tomlin's been upset about yeah. sort of the way that ESPN handled that interview. Yeah. But he might have a point, though, that the Steelers aren't really being treated very fairly. Because there's like this article says, Mike Tomlin still refuses to admit any Steelers wrongdoing over brawl with Browns. That implies that Mike Tomlin just refuses to admit that they were wrong, which might not be the case. Well, but the way they acted after the fact, I mean, they were still wrong in how they reacted. I mean, we, we would all come to the defense of our teammates, especially a guy who got hit with a helmet, but that doesn't mean it was right. Well, I like that Mike Tomlin has some of the best quotes now because he's speaking about this, but he said uh, he was just like, or like Mason Rudolph, he essentially got fined $50,000 for getting beat up. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, Coach. Yeah, he did. Here is, here is Mike Tomlin on uh, Mason Rudolph's reputation. He's a hard-working, what-you-see-is-what-you-get guy. He's not capable of those things. But, again, that perspective comes from being around him day-to-day. I'm not trying to sell you or your viewers. I'm just here to support him and provide a little bit of perspective that I don't think was provided in that piece this weekend. All right. Once again, talking about outside the lines, here's Mike Tomlin on uh, Garrett's accusations of Mason Rudolph. These accusations are serious, uh, not only in terms of Mason Rudolph's character, but uh, his professional pursuits. Nobody on that field, as a member of the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers, corroborated what was said by Miles Garrett. That was founded by us and the National Football League, and at no point during that piece this weekend that was stated. All right. I, I, I was just told that trying to get those two together so that you could solve it, this isn't good for the NFL. I mean, it's not good for either one of these players, certainly for Mason Rudolph. But if I'm the NFL, I want both of you to – you just had the hearing. You just got reinstated. Prior to reinstating Miles Garrett, I would have had Mason Rudolph with Miles Garrett, and I would have said, let's settle this. I want both of you to come in here. Might have been awkward, but I I need Mason Rudolph to be there with Miles Garrett and Miles Garrett to say, I know what you said, or Mason Rudolph to say, you know I didn't say that. But it, this isn't going away. Yeah, Paul. But if I'm either party in this case, I don't know which person said what or didn't, I'm not agreeing to any private conversation with the commissioner to put this to bed. If I'm being accused of this or if I'm Miles Garrett and had it said to me, I would not agree to anything to put it to bed. I'd be like, let's get in the courtroom and do a deposition and say, put your name on it. Well, then do that if you're Mason Rudolph. Yeah. If, if you've been slandered like that, if, if somebody said that about me and I didn't say it, then I would sue you for slander. Absolutely. Plus, he's in a locker room with minorities, African-Americans. I mean, come on. This is his living where he's going into that locker room, and he's got players who he's trying to lead there. But whether that happens or not, it'd be great TV if they allowed us to watch that. But, like, how did it leak out what he told the commissioner? That's what I want to know, too. I mean, that's another thing. You know, you start to look at agendas here, and, uh, you know, that story is sort of lingering there and going to linger. 
And then when the Browns play the Steelers, you know, Mason Rudolph is not going to be the starting quarterback, more than likely it'll be Ben, but it's still going to be there. And that week leading up to it, Miles Garrett going to be front and center. Mason Rudolph won't be because he won't be starting, but that story's not going away. All right, a couple other stories not going away. Uh, the Astros, some phone calls here. Chad in Georgia joins us. Hi, Chad. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. How are you? Good, sir. Good. Good morning, Dan Epps. Hey, uh, I'm an attorney, and uh, I'm looking back to what Judge Landis. Chad, Chad, where where are you? Uh, standing outside here. Well, what's what's going on? Are you on a barge? No. I got this guy over here blowing grass for some reason. They like, to, they like to blow grass a lot down here. All right. Can you tell him to shut up for a minute while you're on? I, w- I wish. Okay. All right. So uh, better? go ahead, Chad. Yeah. Yeah. So Judge Landis, when he was speaking about the Black Sox, said, uh, regardless of the verdict of juries, no player that throws a ball game undertakes to throw a ball game, sits in conference with a bunch of crooks and gamblers, uh, will ever play professional baseball, and uh, how does co- the commissioner not delegitimize himself at this point? That's that's legal precedent. It's a rule. Um, so I, I don't know how he how he gets around that. He's basically overturned a hundred years of, of law. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, Chad. There's a lot going on in that phone call. I don't think all of these things were going on, really. Very noisy back there. Live from Noah's Ark. <laughs> I'm not sure what part of Georgia Chad lives in. But certainly a lot of things going on. It's so great about that. Where you can hear it goes away and then sort of in the background you hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah, started up again. <laughs> How about we take a break here? Uh, Dave Roberts will join us, the Dodgers manager. It's coming up on 19 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Out of Sleep Number Bed. If you listen to the Dan Patrick Show, we've talked about Sleep Number forever. We've been partners with them forever. Thank goodness. You know, you know of all this, but I'm going to tell you again. Sleep Number beds allow you to adjust on each side for ideal firmness. When you buy a mattress normally for one of those, you know, sketchy places, it doesn't match. If if one side, one person likes it one way, one likes it the other, you, you got to have your Sleep Number set, and you can change it to whatever you want. Mine's 55, my wife's is 45, but you could have two different beds in one. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably at night. With Sleep IQ technology in the bed, it tracks how you sleep and gives you personalized insights for your sleep. But the only negative about the sleep number bed, we're about to go to Miami for a week for the Super Bowl. We're not going to have our sleep number beds with us. You miss your bed. I'm not kidding. You get back in that thing and you just want to sleep. I really miss my sleep number bed. I'm not even going to Miami yet. Discover a proven sleep quality at, say, 50% on a 360 limited edition smart bed now at the Ultimate Sleep Number event. 
only at Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Check it out right now, sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Talk to Dave Roberts, doctor's manager, will join us. Got a couple of Meat Friday songs. Here is Kevin in Columbus, Ohio. All right, stop. Marinate and listen. Traeger's back with a brand new invention. Danny holds his spatula tightly. Smokes on his Traeger daily and nightly. Will he ever stop you? I don't know. Light up the grill. It'll glow. To the extreme, he works a grill like a vandal. Smoking at meat in his apron and sandals. Smoke. Within the hickory fumes, he's topping his steak with sautéed mushrooms, hot wings with blue cheese and celery. Overcooked the beef, it's a first-degree felony. No, you will love it. You're going to gain weight. Don't steam veggies. There ain't no way. If hunger's your problem, you'll out solve it. Have some of my meat before the back row devours it. Meat, meat Friday. All right, that's pretty good. That's Kevin in Columbus. Here is a Weston in Chicago. Roll out the trigger, cause we grinning meat. Shout out to the DC show audience. Pretty's not funny, hit my kid like the lane. Skip the tour and just go away. I'm too McLovin, the wannabe nerd. No such thing as a junior the third. Back to grilling, chilling with my bros. Except you know who's talking bad bros. I am a Traeger boy, I'm about to destroy Baby back ribs and a burger You know what, it's pretty rad I can grill with my dad In fact, he's on his way over Wait, what just happened there? A, yeah. a scalding shot at our dead dads I know Wow, and I was just going to say I have a soft spot in my heart for Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy. I, I think I respect his guts to take a shot at my uh, dead dad. And my dead dad. Yeah, my dad. Dead dad's on you. <laughs> he loved grilling. He loved me and grilling in that order. Yeah, my dad didn't love grilling. I kind of love that you and Avril Lavigne are forever tied together, at least in my mind. I used to sing that he was a skater boy, said see you later, but basically every day for I think the first year that Seton uh, met me. Take, take away the word basically. Yeah. yeah. And pretty much every day I just locked in on that song as I'd walk over from the newsroom over to ESPN Radio. Yeah. <laughs> and I have no idea why. Because I don't know another Avril Lavigne song, I don't believe, but for some reason, Skater Boy. Maybe it was the way it was spelled that I like that. Uh, let me see. One more. Ricky in Oregon with a Meat Friday song. DP went down to Milford. He was looking for some meat to grill. He was in a bind. He was sick and tired of steaming vegetables. When he came across this young man grilling on a trigger and grilling hot, DP walked up, cracked the wolf up, said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a regulator too. And if you care to take it there, I'll make a bet with you. Yeah, you pretty good on that trigger, boy, but give the famers due. I bet a trigger of gold from the Golden Road that says I'm better than you. The boy says, my name's Alan, I usually do IT. But I'll take your bet, you're going to regret what's the Mario in 3v3. Johnny for Maryland, I'm calling in on trigger. Wow. I'm going to give you the accent. All righty. There's some good writing in there. Yeah. There's a shot at Mario in there. Three-on-three three basketball. It's good. Traeger Meat Fridays. The songs have to be a minute or less, though. Just letting you know. minute or less. And then, uh, we'll once again, this is leading up to the Meat Madness. 
and the final fork that we'll have uh, come March. Uh, let me get to Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. Good to have you back. What's on your mind? What up, though, Dan? We were talking about in-game dunkers. I was thinking of Clyde the Glide Drexler. Yeah. He was a pretty good dunker, man. And, and um, we didn't get the chance to see him that much, but when we played him, he was awesome. Also, I wanted to speak to Justin Verlander's state of mind and the reason why he might not want it to know. I mean, you're coming from Detroit. You got a hot wife. You loaded up all your cars. You're in Houston now. And I'm wondering, inside his contract, you weren't playing for nothing. And, I mean, it came to the point where he missed the parade because he was getting married. In his contract, is there an incentive if he pitches in a World Series that pays him a lot of money? Because I'm sure he's feeling no pain sitting there looking at the trophy right now, and he's good with whatever the uh, commissioner doled out. Yeah, well, his trophy's different than that piece of metal. It's uh, his lovely wife, Kate Upton. Yes, uh, yes, uh, Paul. Starting pitcher Justin Verlander in 2016, his average run support per game was 4.35 runs. In 2017, Verlander's run support per game with the Astros was 6.88 runs. Mm. Uh, the average that year run support in MLB was 4.64 runs, almost two and a half more for Verlander per game yeah. by being an Astro. I'm wondering, do the Yankees play the Astros in spring training? Can we check on that? I, I'm, I believe they do, but I don't know. Check on that. Uh, let's bring in Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager. He joins us on the program. What do you want to talk about today, Dave? Dan, uh, it's good to have uh, – thanks for having me on. I want to talk about the 2020 Dodgers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's talk 2020 Dodgers. What about that? <laughs> Uh, all right, so you'll win the World Series if what? One thing. If we get better every day. I know that's vague, but I like your I like your question. All right, let's go talk about the Astros now. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. How do you how do you get your team to? I know that everybody's angry, and wants a piece of me. You know they they want their you know do justice here. Uh, but how do you keep your team kind of focused on moving forward to 2020? Um, I, I actually, I, I don't think that's difficult. Um, I, I think that, you know, people are sounding off, but I think that in within our organization, um, we, got, we just uh, had our first day of pitchers and catchers, uh, full squad workouts. Um, so all guys are talking about is getting ready for the season. Did Magic Johnson just walk in? Magic uh, is in Chicago. He's on the phone, um, and um, he might make a trip out to uh, Glendale at some point. So we're trying to get him out here to Arizona. Oh, he's on a conference call there. That you got some good intel, man. Very good. This is real time stuff. Well, I heard somebody say hi, Magic. So I'm assuming that you don't have anybody on your team named Magic. No, that war number 32, yeah. that, that the term <laughs> showtime. No, he's on the phone. Uh, we're trying to get him here. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, Cody Bellinger's comments, Justin Turner, what do you do as a manager there in a situation like, like that, that they want to express their opinions, but what do you say to them? Well, I, I think that it's uh, expressing your opinions, um, your, your thoughts, um, and after that, then you move forward. So I think that uh, those guys are entitled to their thoughts and opinions, and they were voiced, and we're all ready to move forward. Uh, what did you sense in 2017 when you when you faced the Astros? 
Anything in particular? No, just just a, a really evenly matched ball club and uh, very talented. Did you ever – it feels like every team has a guy who is trying to get an edge and steal signs but not do it with surveillance or cameras there. Do the Dodgers have that guy who's looking at the third base coach or trying to sneak a peek at the catcher? We have a lot of guys that are always trying to get that uh, on-field advantage, and I think that that's, that's kind of baseball and that's the fun thing, the kind of uh, you know behind-the-curtain stuff that, that draws people in the thinking part of the game. So we have actually a lot of guys like that. When you were at second base, now you're playing days, you're looking in, what, what can you see and then what can you convey to the – did you ever do that or have somebody do that for you? Absolutely, and that, that's baseball, Dan. Right, and that's yeah. the fun part. That's the fun part about it. And you know, when you get pitchers that can kind of change things up and, and kind of keep you on your toes and keep you guessing, that that's the fun part. That's the game within the game. But how do you send that message to the hitter? Just you know, subtle moves. That's like whether it's the helmet, it's the front foot, it's the right foot first, it's the uh, the look one way. There's a lot of different things, and every team has different ways to kind of uh, relay. Talking to Dave Roberts. By the way, his Red Stitch wine, it, the cab is spectacular. <laughs> you liked it, huh? Yes. Yeah, you, you've done a great job. That's basically me, me asking for more red wine. Okay, done. It, it, it's on its way. <laughs> no, it, it, that Red Stitch wine that you came up with, I, I think you guys started like 2007, but I don't think you've had a batch that's been uh, – under 90 as far as the rating there. so It hasn't. Has One day we're going to get together and we're going to do a little vertical tasting. How about that, DP? I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. Uh, give me the uh, – like what's Jock Peterson's future there with the Dodgers? Jock's in a great place. And obviously I think, to be honest with you, Dan, I think that people uh, made more of it as far as Jock's uh, mental frame and where he's at. Uh, he couldn't be more excited to be back with us to – get to work with his teammates and help this team win baseball games. So um, it's part of baseball, and um, I know personally I'm happy to have him with us. But, um, yeah, I think a lot was made of it. But as far as him and, and Ross, they're both uh, in a good place. But, um, you know, we're, Andrew's, you know, the front office are always working to make our club better. And where we're at right now, I, I love the guys we have in our clubhouse. Who has a better chance of uh, having a plate appearance during the regular season for the Dodgers, Jock Peterson or me? You know what? That's a tough question, Dan, but uh, I think Jock has a better chance to get a plate appearance for the Dodgers. Okay. This year. I just wanted and to make I, sure. And I like your, your, your care and your compete, but I'm going to go Jock. Um, Mookie Betts coming there. What role? Is, is he going to bat leadoff? Where is he going to be in the lineup there for you? Yeah, he'll hit at the top. And, and Mookie, you know, we're still learning him and trying to get to know each other, but Obviously, um, the track record, the baseball card speaks for itself. And I just think that that is really important. But I think that what he does for the Los Angeles Dodgers organization and, and the city itself, the fan base, that infusion of talent and, and character is big for us. And I think that a lot of people, we're all going to be gravitating towards him, and, and he's going to make us win a lot of baseball games. And, yeah, I see him in right field and at the top of the order. What about David Price's role in that rotation? David is going to be in the middle of the rotation, and um, he's a guy that uh, battled injury last year, and uh, he's a former Cy Young winner. He, he's a team guy, team first guy, and there's a lot of gratitude. There's a lot of compete. Um, I, we expect him to have a great year this, this year and kind of uh, help anchor this rotation. Can you have any more pressure on you, Dave, 
considering what's happened in the last couple of years, and now you add Mookie Betts to that lineup and David Price? No, I, I don't think that you can look at it as more pressure, Dan. You know, I think that if you look at a goal-changing uh, or expectation expectations changing, I think that that would that's, be the question. But for us, winning the World Series hasn't changed. So our roster's changed, but the goal remains the same. And um, we've added some really good players, and now it's just up to us to go out there and play good baseball, put ourselves in the position to do that and win 11 games in October. Final question, who do you consider the 2017 world champs? <laughs> so you had to go there, right? Uh, I have to. As much as I like what? you, I have to ask. You know what? 2017 is in the past. We're, we're, I want to be the 2020 champions, World Series champions. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's all I can say. I mean, honestly, Dan, I, I'm thrilled – about the 2020 Dodgers. It has to bother you. It bothers me, Dave. I have to ask you that question. I mean, it... I love the way, Dan, that you're our voice, you're my voice, and, and I think that the Dodger fans, fans in general, voicing their opinions, that's a good thing for baseball, and it shows how much they care about not only the Dodgers, baseball itself, this, this fan interest, that's good for all of us. And so you being my voice, Dan, that's great. Why don't you guys hold a parade? Um, we, you, that's a question for Stan Caston. So um, I, I'm just focused on the guys in the clubhouse, the parade. <laughs> Talk to Stan and, and Mark Walter. I think your first home, Stan, you just have a victory parade. Just just outside the stadium there. Have a have a couple of trombones. This? We're going to have a parade this year. How about that one? Are you, are you guaranteeing that parade? <laughs> I'm going to guarantee we're going to do everything we there can. There you go. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. You're right. a pro. Hey, thanks, Dave. All right, Dan, take care. That's Dave Roberts, Dodger manager. He's still light on his feet. I tried to brush, brush him back a little bit with a couple of those questions there. Yeah, you have to. I figured his players have been pretty outspoken there, but uh, I just wonder, you know, do you view uh, the Astros as the 2017? He didn't say yes, I view them as the 2017 World Series champ, so maybe that's your answer there. Take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn and what's in store tomorrow. Coming up. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. I like that. We're mad because Dave Roberts isn't mad about the Astros scandal. <laughs> no, he's doing the smart thing. You know, he just he wants to move on, and he needs to move on. I mean, you got a title to win this year. You just got Mookie Betts and David Price. you got to worry about this. I, you know, I would tell my players, say what you need to say, let's move on. But we have to move on because we have to win in 2020. There's no excuses. 
Yeah, Paul. But you lost to a proven cheating team in a seven-game World Series, the 2017 World Series. Astros won 5-1 in the final game. Mm-hmm. You have to go back to yourself saying, if they uh, if they're cheating in that those seven games, what could we have done? I know, but I don't. I, I guess he's saying I'm not going to allow myself to do it because I don't get anything out of this. The players get to vent a little bit. As the manager, you know, he, he's held to a higher standard here in what he's going to say about this. A couple of phone calls. Uh, let me see. How about Joe in New Jersey? Hi, Joe. What do you have for me? Hey, happy Tuesday, guys. Thank you, Joe. Uh, about the Astros, Dan. Everybody's looking for an edge, this cheating scandal. What level is cheating acceptable? What kind of punishment? Do you think this is cheating? Joe, do you think the Astros cheated? Oh, absolutely. Actually, someone from the organization, Dan, is going to step out. They're going to write a book and make a boatload of money. And for the other side of the glass, this has been a long time coming. Anyone's attended any event or watched the show, hey, front row, up yours. Uh, Well, thank you, Joe. Nice. I'm sure what that's all about. I respect Man. You guys got lumped in with the Astros there. We got to be more likable than them. I mean, Steve and I could be pretty terse. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's people who like me less than me. Yes, McLovin. Are you guys stealing signs up there? Or I, yeah, I don't know. Did he say this is like a long time coming? You don't hear a lot of up yours these days either. You don't. Sort of like uh, Mike Tomlin's hacked off. I'm just, I'm just hacked off about this. I uh, heard Bomani Jones use the word guff. I'm not going to take that guff. And I go, what? Guff? Lance in Texas joins us. Hi, Lance. What do you have for me? Hi, Dan. How's it going? Good, um, sir. Dan, I want to thank um, for taking my call. I I blame. Wait, 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 wait. Lan- is this Andrew Luck calling in? Is this Andrew Luck? Am I Andrew Luck? It's, Fritzy, is this Andrew Luck? Are you are you punking me? I'm not punking you, but he certainly says a lot. You like sound. <laughs> How about yeah, this, could, Lance? Could you say? I wish I, I, wish I, could, I wish I could throw like him. Can you say we're looking forward to facing the Titans? We're looking forward to facing the Titans. You sound just like Andrew Luck if he said, "Hey, I'm just sitting at home with my my newborn child." Hey, I'm just sitting at home with my I honestly have no idea what he sounds like, honestly. He so. sounds like you, Lance. <laughs> he, he, he sounds yeah, no, like I'm, you. <laughs> Man. Well, anyway, okay. AJ Hinch. I blame AJ completely. I don't buy his explanation. The reason being... Um, he said, well, you know, he broke up a couple of monitors that obviously showed, I don't like this, okay? And then he says, well, but I didn't want to lose the team. I think, and had nothing to do with that, I think he fell into the same temptation they fell into. Like, if I tell them this is going to stop, oh, my gosh, we, you know, this is a winning thing. He couldn't, he couldn't resist the temptation that he saw the advantage it gave them, which is so clear because their numbers were like double at home. In, in that playoffs, they were like something like uh, six and three at home, three and six on the road, twice as many runs, uh, 50, 60, 70 points, points higher on the uh, aggregate batting average, um, and so on. Oh. So I think he, 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 it's not that he would lose the team, it's that, oh my gosh, I can't resist this temptation to tell them, stop. 
The buck stopped with him. So I don't think the player should be punished. I think he deserves his punishment. I think it's a light punishment considering that uh, he didn't stop. How much do you miss uh, throwing to T.Y. Hilton? It's a from work, I think. <laughs> Well, you know, he comes out to my home, and we practice every now and then. We still, we still hit it. Thank you, Lance. That's uh, Lance in Texas. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't imagine retiring when <laughs> I didn't imagine retiring two weeks ago. So, uh, oh my you know, gosh, dude, that sounds exactly like. I know. I thought Fritzy was punking me. I'm like, wait a minute. Why'd you wait till the end of the show to have Lance in Texas going? scary how much he sounds like you. And the idea that Andrew Luck is sitting at home with his child <laughs> doing a fake name to call into Sports Talk Radio is like the best thing of all time. Ah, 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 free time. Ah, ah, we all enjoyed the All-Star ah, Game. XFL. Ah, you know, babysit your own kids. Ah, 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 club. Can we just post that audio and say Andrew Luck upset with the Astros cheating scandal and see if anyone buys it? Yeah, he weighs in on Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Luck, question mark, upset with the Astros cheating scandal? Uh, Mel Kuyper, draft expert, will join us on the program tomorrow. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie, do you have something for yeah, me? Yeah, sadly, NASCAR driver Dale Earnhardt Sr. was killed in a crash at the Daytona 500 in 2001. And uh, the only others, uh, John Stockton of the Jazz became the first NBA player to register 10,000 assists. That was 1995. Yeah, sixth and assists. Yeah. Uh, final results of the poll question, McClellan. We put up uh, which NBA team are you looking forward to seeing the second half? And the Lakers actually beat the Pelicans in a close one. Nobody, uh, no other team factored in. Yeah, I'm not as interested with the Lakers in the regular season. But they're still fun to watch with LeBron. Oh, yeah, but it, like if I'm going to watch for something that could be unique or different, I'd be watching for the Pelicans and Memphis in just how much better they get. Zion gets as well. Uh, does Milwaukee get to 70 wins? Um, yeah, maybe that's not too exciting. Does all that fun from Sunday night carry over? Are people more people going to watch on Thursday than last Thursday? Why? I don't know, because you got it got you excited. Well, football's gone. That's the number one reason. Yeah, but they, I mean, they played hard, like, are we going to go, boy, they're going to be playing hard again on Thursday night? I, I'm assuming because it's a regular season game. Maybe maybe they won't be because it's a regular season yeah, game. Yeah, that's the fear. Yeah. I was told by a former NBA official that he could see where the proposal will be made to use this for like a play-in game. The commissioner wants to have a play-in game. You could do a play-in game where the fourth quarter is the so-called Elam ending, where you put a point total there. Doesn't see it in the postseason, but could see it in the regular season. Because you're trying to add some excitement in the regular season. Postseason already has built-in excitement. And the former official said, I could see the regular season that they use this. And the NBA has never been afraid of trying new things. I mean, go back to that basketball. Remember when we got that basketball? And I'm like, this isn't, I don't like this at all. Didn't last that long. In fact, remember when Darren Ravel was at ESPN and he criticized that basketball the commissioner, David Stern, wrote a letter, a note to him on the basketball and signed it, basically saying, here, I know you hate this basketball, and uh, here, I'm giving you one. Signed, uh, yours truly, David Stern. Uh, the Astros are being sued on behalf of season ticket holders. This according to Bill Shaken of the L.A. Times. Uh, let me see what we have, just getting this. 
Lawsuit was filed U.S. District Court in Houston. Who's suing them, Fritzy? There's a fan named Adam Wallach, one of the season ticket holders. He says they deceptively overcharged them for season tickets while knowingly and surreptitiously engaged in a sign-stealing oh scheme, violating yeah. Major League Baseball rules. Good luck with that. Putting a deficient product on the field. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, what we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. If you run a small business, you should use LegalZoom right now. Make sure you're set up for success. Go to LegalZoom.com today. Take care of your business and enter the promo code Patrick in the box at checkout. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. We'll talk to Mel Kuyper, draft expert. What's he think of those statements by Joe Burrow that he's got leverage against the Bengals? Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.